This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, this is Donnie Nelson, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Like yes, yeah, the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back three. Oh, Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fit a gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, I relax, still at a champ. Defense still coming with the Calibus flow, the Mavs the best on the floor. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm normally joined by my co-host, Matt Galatson. We're going to have another pod for you guys coming up later this evening. But this morning, I had the opportunity to talk with Mavs General Manager, Donnie Nelson. And this came just an hour before the NBA lifted its moratorium on trades. And he had some very interesting stuff talking about the Mavs and, you know, where they stand when it comes to trades and the draft and free agency and, you know, kind of what their plan is heading into this very, very busy NBA week. So here's my conversation with Donnie Nelson. Hope you all enjoy. So, just we're going to jump right into it, Donnie. Uh, it's, it's a question that all Mavs fans everywhere are dying to know. Where do the Mavs stand right now as far as, you know, the, the trade action and everything? Because we know the NBA moratorium uh, on trades, it ends in, you know, less than an hour here. Where, where are the Mavs at right now? Well, Dalton, you know that we're always um... – opportunistic and 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 out there um that being said we do like our young core you know and we like what these guys have done and the direction the team's going um you know obviously you know with uh mark as our boss we're always capable of um of of a big deal but um you know and in looking at the landscape um we like the the steps that we're taking uh we like our two draft picks and um you know, obviously we'll keep all of our options open and we'll, we'll see what the next, uh, the next couple of days has in store for us. Now talking about the draft, you know, the Mavs, they have the number 18 pick and they have the number 31 pick, which I mean, you know, that could basically, that's basically a fringe first round pick in it, in and of itself, that golden state one. But has there been just in, in your opinion and what you've seen, I mean, there, are there teams that are interested in those picks? You know, even though, like you said, y'all like where you're at, and I'm sure you have some draft prospects that, that you're eyeing and everything, but what is that value looking like across the league? No, they're highly um, attractive, and but they're, they're attractive to us as well. You know, we um, – 18, we're just going to get a really good player. Um, you know, at 31 – you know, th- this draft is, 
um, deep, probably into the the mid thirties. Um, and so, and, and, and even after that, there's some really interesting names. There's always some surprises. So we, we, uh, we've gotten a lot of, uh, activity, um, and action on 1831, but, um, that's, uh, that's the same reason that we're, we're very protective of those picks. Cause we think there's going to be two players that could really help us. Right. And I mean, as, as close as the Mavs were to taking down a team like the Clippers in the playoffs, you know, if you can, if you can add anything, uh, to upgrade your, you know, your depth and, add a couple guys who can contribute just a little bit more and improve the team, it, it could potentially push you over the top. And there's a lot of good names out there. But Okay, so look, it, it's one of the busiest weeks the NBA has seen in a long time. You know, with the accelerated schedule, you have trades, you have the draft, you have free agency all in the same week, which seems insane. <laughs> You're already busy enough as it is, so I can only imagine, you know, how this week is going to be. But uh, when it comes to free agency, how is that going to be different this year with the accelerated uh, time frame, or is it going to be different? Yeah, I think it's just a little bit more condensed, you know, um, and that in itself has its own uh, challenges. Uh, you know, decisions are going to be probably made quicker than usual, but shoot, whether you're a player, an agent, uh, a coach, or a manager, um, you know, we're used to that, so... Um, I think that, you know, we're in good shape, um, on kind of the draft front, the free agent front, and, um, we've got some targets and just like anything in life, you got your A, B and C, um, you know, scenarios and targets and whatnot. And we'll just, you know, have to see how the next couple of days pan out. And look, I, I saw this and I don't, I'm not sure how much you can say on it or not, but yesterday in a piece from Bobby Marks on ESPN, he was laying out the, I guess, the, the financial stuff for all the teams in the league. And when you got down to the Mavericks part, it's it showed uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Willie Colleystein having their player options exercise. Is that so, or, I mean, is that not official yet? No, that's, uh, that's up to uh, those uh, two very, very valued players and their agents, and I'm sure that they will both uh, make an informed and great decision. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, when, when I saw that, I was I was a little confused because uh, I know I, I talked to Mark Cuban uh, last, I think it was in February, and uh, he told us on the pod that, you know, there was mutual interest in an extension there, and he knew Tim Hardaway Jr. wanted to stay and y'all wanted to keep him. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure there's some activity going on there, but the deadline for most of these player options is on Thursday, so we'll see how it goes. Now. Timmy's a critical piece to, to, to us and our success, and um, he's a perfect fit, you know, for us in, in, in every way. You know, uh, you start with the integrity of uh, what he brings, leadership in our locker room. Um, you know, <laughs> Timmy um, uh, Sr. played for my dad and I in, in Golden State, and, and just, you know, the, the family is is – is as good as it gets in the United States. He's, um, Lee and Luca are, you know, like a, a really potent one, two punch out there. Um, and so he's a, he's a big part of what we're doing moving forward. How does that feel to know that, you know, obviously the, the big get in that trade was Kristaps Porzingis. And, you know, once he got his, 
his footing under him last year. It was towards the end of January, throughout the end of the season, and into the bubble. He had raised his la- he had raised his level of play to an All NBA level, uh, and so he was the big get. You know, he was the star and everything. And then it's almost as if Tim Hardaway Jr was more of a throw into that deal, but then he turned into being a very key piece in the Mavs making the playoffs for the first time in three years. And he ended up shooting a career high uh, 40% from three. And I mean, it just, it turned out to be a great deal overall for you guys. How surprised or how pleased are you that it turned out that way for THJ? You know, uh, like I said, you know, our family relationship goes back uh, and so we knew what kind of heart he had. We knew uh, what kind of player he was. Uh, his, his agent is a very close and um, a dear friend that we've done a lot of business with over the years, Mark Bartlestein. Um, and we felt that it was just a really, uh, really perfect fit for us. We, we know he kind of fell in some, some difficult times in New York. You know, there were, kind of you know in the in the midst of you know restructuring things um they had some injuries there were a lot of factors that were moving and so you know when we made the trade our thought was man here's here's a guy that can step in play two or three slide back and forth it's a really conscientious dedicated uh, defender great teammate in the locker room he just kind of needed to you know have a chance to play with um you know, a point guard that could get him the ball where he wanted it and, you know, get him into his rhythm. And that, that's the great thing about, you know, playing with a guy like Luca is, you know, that ball is, you don't have to pick it up off your knees or your shoulder blades. It, you know, it's, it's right in the pocket. Um, and that makes, you know, good shooters uh, better and uh, better shooters great. And, and uh, so the, the fact that he's tra- playing with, like his father, like a true point guard that can can deliver um, is uh, is a big, uh, I think, piece of his success here as well. And you just mentioned there how Luca makes everybody around him better. I imagine that plays a pretty big role. Like even even if say in trades, if you're looking at a guy or in free agency, if you're considering signing a guy, if he doesn't have just the the best. Uh, three-point shooting percentage or if he's not just an all-world defender can is there stuff you can look at and say like okay he would pair well with Luca and does that have any you know say in the decisions y'all make you know anyone that wants uh yeah uh great looks and the ball delivered um you know Luca is a open jump shot waiting to happen I think because he's so (laughs) tall and he can get into the paint with his craftiness. You know, you can post him up because he's as tall as he is. Um, it, it just really, he puts the, the defense in such an awkward position because not only does it have to collapse, but it has to collapse deeply, you know, because when he gets into the paint, you know, he's going to draw the shot blocker. There's going to be a lot of uh, ripple effects when he gets in there. And he is, you know, um, you know, bird-like with his passing ability. Once right. he gets in there, he, that, that sucker is delivered on the the money, uh, the, the the far side corner three or, or wherever, and it is, you know, it is uh, right, you know, in, in the sweet spot for a shooter. So it, it's just he's just a, he's a delightful 
player to play with if um, if you're a shooter or um, you know a, a scorer because he's uh, it's it's a real luxury. Um, the, the other thing is I think again with the KP pieces, you know, KP brings us um, shot blocking, rebounding. He's a he's a taller, more defensive, uh, athletic version of you know a player that we've had success with here in the past. Um, you know he's he's not he's still working uh, into becoming that you know number forty one material. Obviously, that's a <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty hard act to follow. Yeah, big shoes but, to fill um, there. <laughs> But, but really, um, in a lot of respects, he does things that, you know, Dirk couldn't do defensively and, and guarding folks out on the floor and whatnot. So certainly a different version of uh, a stretch four, stretch five that Dirk eventually became. But, um, you know, certainly more of a defensive uh, presence. Um, um, again, we love our 41 till the cows come home. It doesn't get any good as... Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, he's our he's our Nolan Ryan here, um, you know, in Dallas. But um, uh, KP is showing some pretty darn good signs. And Donnie, this will be my last question for you. I'll let you know. Like I said, I know you're a busy guy, but is there, you know, it's been reported you know, the Dallas Morning News they had a report a while back that you know the Mavs they're in win now mode and. I think that's pretty obvious, you know, given how the the playoff series with the Clippers went and given how Luka just exploded into this megastar in year two and he's only going to keep getting better. But how do you, as a front office, as a general manager, how do you balance, you know, going all in now with win now moves and then trying to keep, you know, your options open going into, say, next offseason? No one wants a parade in Dallas like uh, our owner, head coach, the guys in the locker room, and yours truly. I mean, we we absolutely 100% want to get there, but we we don't want to do it at the expense of doing something stupid. We've got some you know really good uh, young developing players. We're not just going to throw those guys or draft picks aside and say goodbye to our future for you know, a war horse that's got one year left in the tank. It's just not, you know, it's, it's not going to do that. So right. we've got a really, we've got really nice momentum. Uh, I think, you know, as Luca takes the next step and KB, KP gets healthy and takes the next step, you know, Timmy and, and Maxi and Dwight, and you go right down the list. Um, I think that, you know, our collectively, I think uh, as is our team is uh, positioned pretty well to take that next step. What excites us is if you add a, a, you know, a nice, you know, player at, at 18 and 31 that's able to, you know, um, grow with, with with our young group, uh, that is has its place. Now, all that goes out the water if we can get, you know, an over-the-top piece. You know, then right. you have to have the big and hard conversations. But the short answer is we really, really are optimistic and we like the path of building with youngs. Uh, but if there ever comes a time, whether it's, you know, today, next summer or whenever to, to, to get that, uh, over the top piece, we certainly are going to have to look hard at it. Well, I, I know y'all are trying y'all's best to get the team over the top and the trajectory of this team. I mean, it looks like y'all are going to be there pretty soon, you know, if all things go well and health considered and everything else. So. Donnie, uh, we wish you nothing but the best this week and going into the new season. 
and we really appreciate you taking some time to talk with us today. I appreciate it, man. Dalton, always a pleasure, man. Go Mavs. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Guys, we appreciate you coming in and listening to Donnie Nelson there. Had some very interesting things to say, you know, especially when it comes to what the Mavs are actually willing to trade their picks and some of their younger players for. Uh, you know, the thing that stuck out to me was uh, he said that they're not going to trade any of that for a warhorse who only has like a year left in the tank. So pretty interesting to think about, you know, who he might be referring to in some of these rumors. I know we saw something came up about the 18th pick. Uh, people thinking it might be traded for a guy like Lou Williams, who's 34 years old, could have possibly been talking addressing that uh, rumor. But uh, there's a lot of guys that could fit that description. But like I said, my co-host Matt Galatson and I, we're going to be back on here tonight to discuss all of this with you and – uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming in and listening. Be sure to subscribe on all your favorite platforms. If you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review there. And we really appreciate it, guys. Keep coming in. And Go catch a vibe. Shout out all my people. We'll see you next time. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lays I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar Excited at the idea of being a true baller Riding in the bins, a copper and pile Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler This how we thinking life's supposed to be Media keeping all my friends close to me Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived Now step back and go more of a letter I treat this rap game like it's target Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.